everyone, this is Christina of Lacuna Coil and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast. Enjoy! Hi, this is Mike. This is Russ. And this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. So how are we this week, gentlemen? Mike, you've been away. Tell us all about it. Yes, I went to Malta where it was very sunny. It's been over 20 degrees for the whole week, which in comparison to, as you know, um, being in the UK now is uh, very cold. Um Great holiday, relaxing on the beach and various kinds of things. Got to eat some horse whilst was there, as usual. Drugs? Don't do drugs. It's a bit random. I got to eat some horse. Well, they do specialist restaurants that had horse, rabbit and chips. I see. I thought you'd randomly eat a horse. Got a mum to eat a horse, you know. No, it's a specialist restaurant type thing they do with rabbit and horse meat, which was quite interesting and quite nice. Oh, and did you did you put a handkerchief on your head and not the corners? <laughs> no, not quite. Oh man! Yeah, I should have done really. Well, that's what we were hoping you would do. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. And back to reality again for work and stuff. Well, How are you guys? I, I'm pleased to say it's been. I mean, you say that you got 20 degrees. We've had 20 degrees here, but yeah. ours, ours has been in Fahrenheit rather than centigrade. <laughs> It's been a bit nippy here, isn't it? So, how, how about you, Russ? How have you been? Bearing, you Me, know, I've had the, the the pain and misfortune of watching two absolutely dire England performances that Mike's been lucky enough to hopefully skip over with our defeats to Chile and Germany, which would have been more exciting watching paint dry, probably whilst done that, having a rusty bread knife sort of stuffed into my cranium. It was that painful. <laughs> but the less we say about football, the better. I didn't see the Chile game, but I did make the decision to watch the German game. It was shit. I thought they played all right for 30 minutes. What, the Germans? <laughs> no, England. I thought they were kind of all right. And then uh, Murtasaka got his goal and it was kind of game over for them and we didn't really know what we were doing. We are like, oh, do we, do we just kick the ball around a bit? And yeah, we've got a bit of rubbish after that, yeah. Uh, I did find it quite amusing. Mike, Mike knows him better than us, but when Gary Neville came on and said, nope, in 15 years, England are going to win the World Cup. I'm sure I'm positive. And we all kind of sat there in a pub and just sort of, you know, burst out into tears of laughter. But <laughs> hey, that's enough on football. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, I watched the England-Germany game and like you felt, felt a little disheartened. But hey, it's football. You know, that's just the way we are. We're English. We expect defeat, really. Um and it's been a very busy week at work. I spent quite a lot of time uh, this week actually going through my um, pictures from the Lakuda Core Tour with Paradise Lost. So there's quite a few of those online at the moment. I might do some more. I've got loads of them, but I kind of selected the best and did something with them. I'm quite pleased with how they came out. There's some good ones from the Halloween show as well, which I put up last week, but I'll put a few more up. And yeah, just, just sort of generally doing that, really. Um, what else have I been doing? Played a bit more of The Last of Us, um, working for quite long hours. Uh, I've got some stuff I want to do on ES with some of the um, fan clubs and websites around the world, which I'm still working on right now. So that's keeping me busy. And yeah, just sort of, you know, generally watching the calendar pass one day at a time and 
getting involved in stuff. So it's all good. Anyway. Four weeks till Christmas. I know. Well, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? I've not even looked at buying presents and preparing and stuff like that. All no, I do it Christmas week when it's all on sale. Does <laughs> <laughs> this mean we have to do a Christmas podcast as well now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast? Yeah, we'll do a podcast and we'll all wear festive hats. And a Christmas jingle to entertain everyone. <laughs> I think we should definitely do a Christmas jingle. Yeah, we'll do that. And what we'll do in preparation is we'll come up with um, the presents for Lacuna Core fans. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. All right, we'll do that then. There you go. I've just made that up on the spot, and now we'll make it a thing. Anyway, okay. right, so this week on the Enterprise podcast, we have uh, an interview which I performed with Christina at the Roundhouse in London a couple of weeks ago in Camden. Uh, this one was actually performed in a dressing room just next to Lacuna Core's dressing room, and it was a bit kind of empty and echoing in there, so I apologise for the sound quality. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I also hope you enjoyed the interview from last week's podcast with Andrea, where he talked about the new album. I, I, I was quite pleased with the result, and I hope you'll enjoy this one with Christina. So far, so good. So far, so good. So this is three nights. Of, uh, this is the fourth night yes. of the UK leg of the Paradise Lost 25th anniversary. Yes, tour. even if we left a few days before because we did a photo shoot for mm-hmm. the upcoming album. And how's it all been for you so far? It's really relaxing because um, we knew the Paradise Lost guys already. So it's it's kind of like touring with friend mm-hmm. and the Catatonia guys are very very nice and friendly and so far I'm kind of feeling it as a sort of a vacation because I mean I, lo- I obviously love to sing and perform but the the cool atmosphere and the cool places we're playing in are making the store very very enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. So, How's, the happy. How's, Pardon? How's the crowd been? The crowd, you know what, it's it's kind of weird because, I mean, obviously three bands are kind of playing a sort of a dark type of music, very melancholic, very melodic. So the, the crowd are not just like going crazy, they're more listening to the music. So you don't really see them just like mosh pitting or just like going absolutely nuts, but you can tell that they're loving the music and of course they, they came they, they came to see us perform. Of course. But it's just weird. It's more like a theatrical performance from our side and they're just like looking at us and enjoying it. Did the fact that you're supporting Paradise Lost influence the set list that you put together for this tour? Uh, yes and no because I mean we we usually change the set list for every tour because of course it's still our music but it makes more sense to to play a set list that kind of makes sense with all the other bands so we didn't put songs songs that are maybe too um, too heavy compared to the rest of the package, but I mean it's it's still us, so it doesn't really make a big difference. But it but it makes sense in terms of giving like a a whole show of all the three bands mm-hmm. that kind of flows instead of being something like weird. Okay, 
One thing that really stood out for me was the inclusion of um, Without Fear. Mm. So there's a really interesting song to play on, on this kind of show. Yeah, I'm still not convinced about the song on the set list because I like it a lot, but to me it's more of a song that you have to enjoy, like in your room, like having your own vision of what's going on, kind of imagining whatever you want. But uh, I, I'm still not convinced about that song, but it's, it works really well, you know, because it's a really... It goes down very well. It's good, good response. It's a really about. sad song, and I can yeah. tell, you know, from... Like and wet eyes that people is like oh <laughs> <laughs> really moved from the song. Yeah, I've not brought the tears yet from the song, but you know tonight is still young, so that may yeah. well happen. Um, how how do you find the the sort of the so what I'm looking for the inclusion of things like the game and fragments of faith on, on this? Uh, did, did the crowd enjoy that? Because it seems to be that you guys. Yes, we definitely, we definitely are because I mean, Catatoni is more slow, mm-hmm. uh, more into you know this Opeth, Porcupine Tree style, mm-hmm. and, and Paradise Lost is Paradise Lost. You know, you know yeah. how what what type of music they play, but we have a big variety of of uh, of songs. Some are, are very slow and dramatic, and some others are more uh, are heavier. So we kind of like this mix because we think it's interesting from a crowd perspective to have a variety of, of, of emotion in one hour that we have to play. So to have the moment where you can actually, you know, get it out and, and some more introspective moments. You definitely rock out on stage. So you look like you're absolutely enjoying it, so especially at Manchester. You look... The whole totally we we are having we are having a good time. I that, that's what I like. I mean, all, after all these years, I I always get a lot of questions like, oh, are you still uh, worried before you go on stage? Do you still feel the butterflies in your stomach? And it's like I always feel them, but it's not because I'm afraid of the crowd. It's because I want to give the best performance ever. But once on stage, I don't even think about that. It's just like. I'm in my element. I, I have a good time. I don't care. It's like I'm. 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 I doing it in the most perfect way, for other people's judgment. I don't care. Like I'm loving it, mm-hmm. and really I'm glad healthy. when people get it. That's really cool, though. It's absolutely healthy to go out there and enjoy it for yourself. Because if yeah. you enjoy it, then other people will. Enjoy yes, it. I think that's the key thing. There's nothing quite as bad as being at a performance and watching people that really don't look like they're having fun because mm. it's really hard for you to have fun. Yeah. So, I understand from speaking with Andrea that you spent six weeks recording your album. Yeah. How did that go? It went well. We were a little bit in a, in a rush because um, we pretty much wrote everything in a few months. Because Marco had a lot of the music ready because he stayed home from the previous tour because of the injury on his arms. So, we came back home and Marco had a lot of songs without vocals ready. So Andrea and I collected all the music and we started to throw ideas and going pretty much every day at Marco's house because he has a studio in his basement. And, and we just threw ideas that he could work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after that, we booked a studio to kind of... I mean, we're Italians, we're lazy bombs. We, we, we love to sing, we love to play, but when it comes to record an album we're always like yeah yeah I mean we can wait a little bit we can do this and that so we have to set up 
a deadline. This way we're really there, songwriting mode, recording mode, and we're really focused. And from day one, Andrea and I stayed in the studio, even if the guys were recording the instruments, because we wanted to be there to hear all the process of the recording, because sometimes things are changing in music while you're recording in the studio. And also writing lyrics, so adjust them, like find out if they were the right ones with the music that was sometime born <laughs> that precise moment. And I really, really enjoyed it. I was really, really into, into that type of process. I just wish we could have had more time for pre-production because there are always some things that you can improve uh, from a singer perspective when you write the lyrics at the very end, you still feel them, but every word has a specific sound. So when you sing them to record them for the first time, you kind of have to make them yours even more. You know, it's it's weird to sing them for the first time because maybe you've been working with a fake English because of the sound and then you change everything. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a double process. It's, it's, it's even more complicated. It sounds like it's really dynamic. You know, it's, it's very dynamic and... It's it's quite a long process because we don't use the right lyrics before and we adjust them into the music. We want every word to sound in a specific way and that makes the job even more complicated. But in the end, we like the results better. How, how did it differ from the recording of, say, Dark Adrenaline? Well, with Dark Adrenaline, we had more time for the pre-production. I remember that uh, Don, Don Gilmore came to Milano and, and we had, like one or two weeks, I don't remember, where we went to the, uh, to the rehearsal room and we, we went over the songs and we just decided what to change, what to not to change. And this time we had like several problems like in, in our families and that made us, that, that made things a little bit more complicated so we kind of had to do everything very fast at the very end. Mm -hmm and do everything in the studio. So that's the main difference. We didn't do the pre-production and we work more in the recording studio. We actually had to we actually had to add a, a week to the studio booked because we needed more time to finish the vocals because we took some more time with other stuff. But we took care a lot more of a lot of details and guitar sounds, drums, different, you know, like trying different microphones to pick up the one that we liked. Little details that are like eating time, mm -hmm. and you can help. <laughs> I'm no doubt you're happy with the result. Um, I'm, well, I'm happy with the recording. Of course, I still have to hear the mixing and the mastering, yeah. and of course, you know, we'll, we'll have to approve it and go back and forth with the producer, which is Jay Bogarden, because we want to have the c complete control overall. Especially mm -hmm. Marco is very, very picky because I mean, he, he did the music pretty much so. He wants to make sure that you can hear every single instrument because sometimes mix are weird because it's a it's a question of taste sometimes so a producer can mix with his own taste but it's not doing exactly what the artist wants and so it needs a lot of talk in between them like put this up or put this a little low let this strings go out better or put this effect on the voice it's very complicated. Mm, I can well imagine. Not complicated, but it's a, it's a, it's a process. And it takes quite a long time, especially because it's being mixed in the US? Yes. 
because you're on tour in Europe, so... Yes, it's actually the first time that none of us is there during the mixing, so it will need a lot of back and forth from the producer of the studio in LA and us. I mean, you must be really looking forward to hearing the first... I can't wait, I can't wait, because I mean, I know that they're going to be very similar to the demos, because we know what we're aiming for, but to hear it with a proper sound is going to be great, I can't wait. What inspired you in the creation of this record, if anything? We are always inspired by life. And it might sound kind of boring and obvious, but I mean, I, I think that our life is pretty exciting. I mean, we get to do a lot of things that a so-called normal person doesn't get to do. I mean, we travel the world, we, we see a lot of things that a regular person with a regular job can't see because of course you work in the same place you don't get to travel that much and and all these things are just like influencing us as persons it's normal so that and and also the fact that you know some some, some things happen in our personal lives that are kind of like like normal things that are happening that are kind of change they're kind of changing your point of view on some things. They make you understand that some things are more important than you than you thought. And and again, for us, it's a sort of a, a diary. It's a way to relieve our pressure. You know, we have to, we need to put out whatever whatever we feel inside. And the way we want to do it is, of course, take out the darkest part of us in a relieving way but also be fierce of what we do, of who we are, uh, to let the strength come out. And I like the fact that it's really connected with the listeners. I mean, I always meet a lot of people that is like, wow, you don't even realize it, but this song, you know, helped me out um, to, to deal with my problem. And, and it's amazing because, I mean, it's not that we wrote to, to, to relieve some other people's problems. We're, we're doing a sort of self-therapy for us. So this combined to the fact that the music is very cinematic because Marco like writes music like watching images on TV. He constantly has his TV on with movies, documentaries, a lot of documentaries of like historical ones, nature. And, oh. Uh, okay. There we go. The lights went out for a moment. Thank you. There we go. And... Um, uh, what I was saying? Oh, yeah, the the, the fact that he, he bases his inspiration on images. He, he's like he's he's writing like a soundtrack on what he sees. Mm. So the music is very cinematic. The lyrics are kind of following that path, but they're really fierce. Um, any themes or concepts that come through? Uh, we usually don't like uh, like concept albums mm -hmm. because it seems that you have to be too tight to one specific thing so we we like better instead of have like a main story to talk about we like different songs that are tying together because of their vibe and because of what they what, what they represent mm -hmm. uh, we definitely wanted this album to be very obscure and cinematic at the same time, so very, very, very epic musically, so with a lot of strings. Something that you could really imagine as a soundtrack of your, of your life. 
Okay. And every song has a has a different meaning from each other, but mm -hmm. all together they make sense. Mm -hmm. Even if there is not a story that goes, it's a sort of a journey. So okay. in, in this way, you could say that it's a sort of a concept album because it's like a it's sort of a life journey through the songs, you know, like an emotional journey. Wow, that sounds really interesting. They, they, it, it's interesting, yeah, because you can you can pretty much write your own story because all the songs are talking about like moments that everybody went through. Mm -hmm. So you definitely can think about your life no matter what. <laughs> so you mentioned this could be epic and we're going to hear some strings. Are we going to hear any other kind of instruments on there other than the... Well, not, not epic as uh, in the epic metal mm -hmm. uh, meaning. Uh, epic more in the cinematic way, you know, when you hear like the soundtracks from like for, for like action movies or or like uh, big long movies that have that always have you know this very strong and big soundtracks. So more in this way. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it's going to make it quite exciting and complicated to bring live. To, you know, when you play these songs live, it's going to be quite a big sound. Is, is that? What you going to be that dif difficult because I mean we don't have a keyboard player but Marco will I'm sure will program all the keyboards mm -hmm. that are in the, in, the, in the record so it's not going to be very difficult and whenever we have like <laughs> whenever we have like more voices together of course we will have some, some backing vocals pre-recorded that's still going to be awesome but of course we can sing to hearts at the same time <laughs> But I don't think it's going to be a problem. I mean, we never really do songs that we can't reproduce live in a way or another. Mm. The lyrics for you. Mm. Yeah, you worked on them with Andy. Um, um, are there any... Oh, shit. I, I'm, I'm not trying to say it. You can't share them with me now, obviously. But are there any lyrics on the album that, that feel really personal to you? All of them. Really? Okay. All of them. I mean, there is a there was a song that we wrote for for a friend of ours who passed who passed away like uh, beginning of the year. But we we just wanted to talk about the sensation we felt. We really didn't want to make it sound as a as a song that it's been written for him. I mean, you can totally feel the the doom in the song and the sadness but we didn't want we didn't want it to sound like okay they wrote the song for a person past we just wanted to do this more in, in a more deeper way in, in a way that can really touch your feeling and it's more describing of the feeling that you can have in moments like this instead of saying like oh I I felt this, I felt that, because I have this connection with this person. So if, if you don't know what we're talking about, you probably just feel the, the heaviness mm -hmm. of the song. Not heaviness in the way of, of the doom in it. Not the, the, the weight of the lyrics. The, the, the weight, weight, yeah, the weight. And there are other songs that, are, that have the, the opposite meaning, like more fierce. Meaning, I, it's, it's a pity that I can tell you more about the songs because it would be way easier. Mm -hmm. But but the, the choruses are very ballsy, and some of them are like anthems that people will sing because they will make you feel a part 
part of the bit. <laughs> It's lovely to see you excited about it. No, I'm very, very excited. I mean, sometimes I just, like, think it's weird because, I mean, we've been around for quite a while. But we've always been able to keep it fresh. I think that's the reason why why we're so excited because we never really followed the same, call it cliché. Yeah. We always went for everything that we really liked. Whether if whether if it was good or bad for the band or uh, from the marketing perspective, we never we never thought about that. We never we never thought, okay, this is going to be good because it's, in this way the record is going to sell because everybody's expecting this from us. We're going to do it. Yeah. And we've always been honest, and people understood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely agree. You, your albums have a reputation of being very different every single one of them. Yeah, style. they are different. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's it's a risk for bands, bands like ours, and I don't want to make a comparison because it's a band that I totally respect and like Faith No More. You know, this type of bands that cannot really be classified because it's like, what type of music they play, mm, it's hard to say, you know. Sometimes you, you, you like better to follow a specific kind of music and sometimes you just like to to do your own music what really represents you mm -hmm. without caring about barriers or uh, or being part of that scene mm -hmm. so we we've always been kind of different and and that made us special but sometimes more difficult to digest if we're a part of the crowd that is like oh it's it's difficult to classify their music mm -hmm. but there's so much more about that I mean you just have to look and listen to the complete package and that's how we found out that whoever starts to listen to us and get really affectionate affected no more more closer okay like a, yeah intimate intimate with us it become so loyal because they really understand us mm. they 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 grew with us yes they evolved with us no, I absolutely <laughs> agree with you that is so very close to my feelings towards your music I do feel like and I've said this before in reviews of previous albums that you take us on a journey. The Kunikor fans go no, on a journey. It, 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 that's what that's what we feel we're doing with our music. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we don't do it on purpose, but but that's what happened to us. You know, we, do, we just don't want to get stuck in the past. We don't say that whatever we did in the past we don't like it anymore. We love it, and we're still the same people. We're same. We still have the same core, but it's normal to add something more and more with every album. I've, I've said it, I mean, there's not many bands that can, I, I can say this about, but I know I can say it with conviction about the kind of go on in me. There's a song for everyone across your discography because the songs are so very different. There mm. are most popular pop songs, there are heavy songs, there are ballads, there are songs about this, there's songs about that. There's songs about life, which you said before, and, and that has this has on the others. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I think that's what draws people in because they they connect with your music. You said it this evening during the concert when you the leading to intoxicated you talked about that song and how people can relate to it. And I think it's exactly what people do. Mm. The music on the new album this is a sort of new question in the album. How did it how does it compare to previous albums in terms of the music? What, what will, if, I, if you had to compare it to an existing movement or album? 
I can see that it's an evolution of dark adrenaline. I mean, it's close to dark adrenaline. Some songs are way more obscure, and some other songs are way heavier. Uh, there is there is one that could be perfect for like a soundtrack of like a very like an action movie. Could be perfect. Could be perfect. Uh, but definitely, if you can compare the album, it's closer to Dark Adrenaline than all the other albums. But Dark Adrenaline was a mixture in between all the albums we did before. So a lot of reminiscences from the, from the very first records, but also the modern touch. And this is in the same, in the same way. Wow. Okay. In the same way. Probably a little darker. Well, 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 I, love I love it too. I love it too. Oh. I like it. And we're going to see it early next year? Uh, well, right now the plan is to release something beginning of 2014 and put the album out end of March. Okay. Uh, we're still talking about you know, all the plans of like a video or or, or like future tours, I think we'll start from North America because we, we already have a gig in, um, starting from Miami on the on ship rocked cruise. So we're gonna start from there and the logic tells me that they're gonna tie a tour, like a North American tour, because we're already there, so I think it's gonna start from there. I think there will be a lot of touring summer festivals, you know, the usual usual cycle to, to promote the album and to play it around. And I can't wait. I can't wait to play the new songs. I wish we could we could have done it on this tour, but it was right to close the cycle with this tour with the songs that are already done and that people know. I think it's probably a little too early to introduce the new songs. Okay. No, that's fair enough. Now, I spoke to my Andrea earlier and he said that there's a few songs, what we say, we, we concluded that there's a few songs of Dark Adrenaline because of the, the way that you tour Dark Adrenaline through the Dark Legacy. Yeah. It meant that there's about four songs which didn't get played. And I said, yeah, I feel that Dark Adrenaline just needs a little bit more love. Do you think there'd be songs like um, The Army Inside or Fire or The Army Encounter? Do you think we'll see those played live as, as we go to next year? Honestly, for me, it wouldn't be a problem because, I mean, in a way, being singer, it's a very easy job because all you have to do is remember the lyrics and the melody is always the same. For the guys, it's more complicated because sometimes you have to uh, pay attention on, uh, how do you call it, the, co the chords the, the, of the guitars. Uh, Marco has to prepare the basses for, for keyboards if they're there. It has to make sense in the set list. It has to make sense in the tour. Uh, Sometimes, the, not sometimes, most of the time, the time is limited, so you have to pick up whatever makes the most sense because you can't avoid like the classics or the singles because that's what people want to hear. So in the end you have like two, three spots for, for songs that you add and it's like, okay, let's go for this one because people like to sing it, let's go for this one because this one is fun to play. And that's why some songs are cut out, but it's not because we don't like them or, or we don't know how to play them. It's, it, it comes out kind of natural to, to choose the songs instead of, yeah, of yeah. others. 
Well, I certainly hope we'll, we'll get to hear the rest of it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more complicated for the musicians because they have to deal with a lot of more stuff. For Andre and I, we'll be like, all right, I'm going to listen to the song like a couple of times just to refresh my memory. But I mean, I know the lyrics, the melody, I know, I know the melody, so it's easy. You know, it's not that you have to remember all the passages of drums or what, what type of note did you play or which one could be easier to not to change the guitar with another one because you have to go... Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> After the assert, it's definitely more complicated for them. Okay. Uh, well, I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> I've got two more questions for you. Yeah. The first one, um, what is it like being a woman in a... In a <laughs> I don't know anymore because I turn into one of the guys, so I really don't know anymore. And my, my final question goes on. <laughs> Is uh, it's about ten years ago that I first interviewed you for Empty Spark. Yeah. So we're, we've been doing this together now for a decade. Yeah. Know. And in that interview, which was a Hammersmith Apollo, I asked you a question. And I'll ask you a question again. Yeah. Can you tell me what 119 is? Um, <laughs> um, no. No, no. No. Okay, well, I, I, I thought I'd ask because, you know. I have to really. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. As always. And thank you for the last 10 years as well. No, thank you for you know following us all. It's been amazing. Thank you. All the time. It's fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again to Christina for joining us on the podcast and answering our questions. Uh, I'm I'm sure we'll get an opportunity to speak to the band soon before the new album comes out in, well, we, as I said, hoping for March next year. And I look forward also to hearing the song, or the first single, I should say, when it comes out, hopefully in January. So exciting times. This brings us on to our review this week. Uh, we are reviewing the Ghost Woman and the Hunter, taken from Lacuna's album Comalice. And I'm not sure whose turn it is to go next. I think we've kind of skipped our schedule around a little bit. Uh, anybody want to volunteer to go first? I think it's me, to be honest. All right, Russ, go on then, man. You, off you go. Well, what can I say? It's a song about a woman that's a ghost and she's being hunted. There you go. Review done. Next. <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> Do we actually know that she's being hunted? I mean, maybe she's just she keeps jumping out and spooking a hunter. Spooking or a is hunter. she the hunter? Um, that's a tricky one. Mm. Well, now you say that, I mean, I'll start off with the the lyrics first, which are probably a bit more 
cut and dry, if I can use that really crap expression, than some of the other songs. Um, I get a different image, I suppose, when I listen to the song to when I read the lyrics. But reading the lyrics, I envision, for some reason, a woman in the desert that's crying for some form of distant lover, again, parking back to a similar theme, the end of a relationship. But I view it that the ghost isn't actually the woman. She is, in fact, the hunter of the ghost which sounds really overly complicated than what it is. So the title is almost a paraphrase. So I view her as the one who's basically trying to track down this long-distant lover or person that was in their life and is now deceased that is the ghost. So she's the hunter, even though she's a woman. Oh, that's deep. It is. That's about as deep as I can get on this song. Oh, that's kind uh, of pretty... Oh, I'm still getting there. There you go. That. There okay. you go. But musically, obviously, it starts with that backwards-looped intro, which is similar to sort of other elements we've seen on the in the album such as the intro to swamped it then comes in with that single pick guitar melody over the top which creates a really eerie gothic atmosphere if you want to use that term mm-hmm. then get the t- keyboard synth that comes in and just adds another texture right before the vocals and the drums kick in obviously when the vocal line comes in from christina it's a really haunting vocal line and she harmonizes really well with herself throughout the song uh, if I have one criticism, it is this song for me does lack Andrea as a presence in the song. Um, Great. For some Great. reason, if there was some sort of male whispering to sort of go out, go in the background to sort of contrast with Christina's vocal, I think it could add something to the song, but that's that's just me personally. And the other thing I notice on this song is that the bass is played really, really sort of high up on the low end throughout the song, which is really unusual. So again, it gives the song that sort of quality of bringing something unique and different. So again, it's just, it's not my favorite Lacuna Coil song, but there are elements to it that make it stand out in terms of how the song's constructed that's different from sort of other bands or their peers. So that would be the the strength of the song for me. And my favorite thing about it is probably the main line in the chorus that that Christina sings, which is a a powerful vocal line. That's about it, really. The Ghost Woman and Hunter. A song about a woman that's a ghost that's being hunted. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. What about you, Mike? What do you think of this? Um, interesting, really. I think it's all it's got the gothic y type feel to it, which for me links with my own thoughts that it could almost be set in like maybe a graveyard with someone at someone's grave or at a church or something like that, and conjuring up dark imagery rather than like Russ mentioned, something in the desert pretty much the complete opposite. I think it is about either someone crying out for someone that has died or the death of the um, their relationship. And uh, I don't know, other than that, lyrically, I, I really like it. Um, the, the part, you're moving on, you'll never be a part of my tears, I cry aloud is my favorite part. And I just think vocally it's very strong, but like Ross mentioned, it could could have an element of Andrea sprinkled in in various places. But I think it works really well. <laughs> sprinkled in Andrea. Sprinkle him in. You know, yeah. A bit of Parmesan. <laughs> Hundreds and thousands on top of a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I I don't know about this song. I really don't. I mean, I, it's probably going to be. I'm probably going to come across sounding really negative here because there's a lot I could say about this song. And, and um, so firstly, I have no idea what the what context the lyrics 
relate to the title. I, I, I'm still not sure I even understand your explanation, to be honest. Right? <laughs> a woman that's a ghost, and I, and I, I don't know. Um, I really don't get where the title come from. I think it's a fascinating title, and, it, and I, I suppose there's a number of different ways of interpreting it, which is in itself a strength. Uh, I don't know whether we're um, getting whether the lyrics reflect the ghost woman or the hunter or both or what it might be why there's even reference to a hunter in it is is the if the woman is the hunter who's she hunting or is there a ghost that's freaking out the hunter by jumping out with a you know cloak over her with a white sheet going boo I don't know what stuff no idea what's going on with this uh, I I like what you said about the start, Russ. I think the intro is interesting. Uh, as you say, we've seen it a few times on Camelized. And it, it almost is is becoming, I guess, a kind of a, an a audio, audio, I should say, thing, you know, a shtick that, that Camelized has, a, a particular style, shall we say. Uh, I like the lyrics. I think the lyrics are, are really quite interesting, uh, relatively simple, and you both... Um, said my favourite lines and I agree with you wholeheartedly I love the chorus you're moving on you'll never be a part of all my tears I cry aloud really nice and it ties back to what you said Mike about someone having uh, left or died or something like that I never really thought of it as a gothic sound but thinking back on what you both said I completely agree it is there is something quite dark and and it's probably one of the saddest songs I think I've heard of them to date I've heard of looking a car. I think it's one of the saddest songs. I really do. There's a, this, whether it's because of the tone of the lyrics or because of the music, it is really quite sad. I do get a sense that there's someone's died or moved away, or I don't know what it is. You know, there's just the lyrics. They're just it's just sad. It doesn't make me cry, but it's just a sad song. Um, I, do I like the song? This is a, a difficult one for me. I. I feel that we're entering a part of Comalize now, which is probably a weaker part of the album for me. The songs are still good, but we're in danger of entering skippable territory for me. And The Ghost Woman, The Hunter is a good song, but it's in a negative way. I'd describe it as an album track. It's not a single quality song. It's one that I could skip over. It's almost forgettable, and I hate to admit saying that for a Looking Across song. It's still a good song, but it's far from my favourite on the album and far from my favourite Looking Across song. Uh, it's not boring. It's just one that I don't go out of my... I don't. I, I never stand there and go, do you know what? I really need to listen to Ghost Woman the Hunter. You know, it just... Mm, that never happens. It's a good song, but it's not my favourite song by a long way. What would you give it in terms of numbers, Russ? Uh, for me... Definitely not my favourite song on the album. Um, not to say it's it's a bad song. It's still a, a quality song, but it's not up in the higher echelons of a Lacuna Coil catalogue. It's probably a, a low seven for me, if I'm being perfectly honest. Okay. What about you, Mike? I'd also I'd go down and knock because I think that it is it possibly possibly is missing something in the song, and like you say, it's one of those songs that's not like bad bad, but it's missing some month, I think, within it. So I'll give it a six. Yeah, I'm going to go with a six as well. Uh, I think uh, it, the sprinkling of Andrea you, you mentioned. Yeah. I just, I just want to sort of, I, I forgot to mention this. I, I think Christina sings this song very, very well. 
Mm. Uh, I, no complaints about about her whatsoever there. I think it's a it's a really good song for her. Um, but given the title, it's almost crying out for the the kind of the you know the the uh, what's, what what do we call it? the Beauty and the Beast lyrics that we we hear a few times throughout their music. And the Ghost Woman the Hunter, I would really like to hear some supporting vocals from Andrea in this song. I think I really elevate it. And then, yeah, I think it's a six out of song, six out of ten song for me. Yeah. As you mentioned, I mean, the vocal take from Christina is amazing, but as a, as a song as a whole, it just lacks something. Mm. And I think it's that dimension that Andrea would bring to it. I'd love to hear him redo this and and add something in the background with Andreas singing along and adding himself as they say time and time again the vocals are the instruments to their song and for me I, I could see that the oomph that you you say is missing Mike is Andrea in there as a as a, a different type yeah. of instrument adding to the song I think it, that would really elevate it but hey we're we're talking 11 year old song now so it's unlikely to happen but it'll be great if it did so there we go critical but the honest at least that's uh, Ghost Woman and the Hunter I think that brings us to a close for the uh, for the day, for the week, as it were, on the Empty Spiral podcast. So, um, Mike, I assume you're going to be spending your time um, with After Sun on getting rid of that the burns that you inevitably have from <laughs> being in Malta at this time of the year. Yeah, well, or, or to protect me from the wind chill that we're experiencing here in the <laughs> yeah, UK. It's probably more accurate. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for the snow, I have to admit. So, uh, uh, what, yeah. are you up to anything interesting this week? Um, no, I'm I'm doing some training at work, so it means getting up at ten past five to make sure I'm I'm in in work early and ready. Oh, so that's, that's definitely stupid o'clock, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, very very stupid o'clock this morning. I had two hours sleep after coming home last night from the flight, so oh, a bit tired. <laughs> what about you, Russ? Me, I'm spending the remainder of my week doing the final season of Dexter, so uh, I'm enjoying that. I'm three episodes in of 12 and I'm sure I'll be finished by the end of tomorrow night oh you're well ahead of me uh, as for me I've still got a few photos to go through uh, I've still got some stuff on Empty Spiral I need to catch up on uh, I suspect I'll be prepping some nasty evil quiz for next week's podcast uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm currently working my way through season 2 yes I'm that far behind of Breaking Bad and uh, it's all gone a bit Pete Tong uh, but it's <laughs> <laughs> But then again, it is breaking bad. So what can I say? Anyway, uh, I hope you've enjoyed us uh, on the podcast today. Uh, of course, you can get in contact with us via the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. You can also contact us via Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter account is at Empty Net. Send us any questions or some feedback or just insult us. We don't care. Uh, we want to hear from you. And of course, our Facebook site is Empty... I keep saying Empty Net. It's not. It's facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net there you go that's how you get get hold of us on facebook uh send us a review if you listen to us on itunes in fact you know send us a review even if you don't just you know put five stars and say they're great we'll be happy um and you'll feel better inside um and also you can listen to us on the stitcher radio network and feel free to send us a review by that as well and uh yeah that's it really uh in the next few weeks we'll be looking for more interviews from the coiler community out there the global one which uh 
which we're hoping we're serving well. So if you want to get in contact with us and uh, join us in the podcast, feel free to contact us. And uh, yeah, we look forward to speaking to you. Anyway, catch up with you soon, everybody, and uh, have a good week. Cheers, guys. Cheers.